up, y'all? I'm Kente Scott. This is my sister. Shonda Scott. And we are What Sibling Rivalry, the podcast, back up here in Denver, Colorado, in the Rocky Mountains. What they say? 8,200? A lot of high. A lot of 5,000. Yeah, we're like a mile above sea level. And walking is a, is a, is a work of art. Like, I don't have asthma. Breathing. Shonda does. Work and I took a hit off her inhaler. It's <laughs> 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 serious up here. Yes, yeah, like, let, let me get that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so we here, Shonda, up here in Denver. It's our uh, father's birthday weekend, Art Scott. Celebrating 81 years on the planet. 81 years young on the planet. So we decided to do another road trip. Went to Miami. Now we're in Denver, Colorado, out here in the Rocky Mountains. So our family's cabin has been in our family since 1926. Yes, our our great grandfather. Yep, great grandfather, son of a slave built, and a slave owner. Built built this. He was a the first developer, developer in Denver, Colorado. Well, I don't know the first African American. First African American developer. He's the first entrepreneur out of our family. Yes. Mike check, Mike check, check, check. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. So, back on, he's the first African-American developer in Denver. If he's not, we call, we, we're claiming it. Now, he probably could have been first yeah, African-American Yeah, ain't no problem. We're claiming like it. It's happening. And all, a lot of, his stuff is still standing. Yeah, stuff is still there. He built, he built houses for the family. He built this cabin. He built three cabins up here. Yeah, that was in the resort area, segregated mm-hmm. uh area in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. The Winks Lodge, he was one of the builders on that. He built three other properties and this one that he kept in the family. Yeah, because you said that, well, just like any, uh, most states that were at that time, African-American entertainers couldn't stay in the city, so they would stay. Up at Winks Lodge in the hotel at the Winks. Winks Lodge was like the resort with the Lena Horn, Ella Fitzgerald, whoever was performing in Denver in in the city came, stayed in the Rocky Mountain Lodge. Right. All right. Black so, African-American. <laughs> I don't know what happened outside, but uh sound a little dangerous. <laughs> the thunder and lightning? That was storm when we were in Miami. Yeah, they said it's supposed to be thunderstorms coming around Oh, here. come yeah. on. That's why I, I shout out to, I'm not going to shout them out, the, uh, it's not Northwest, but that other airline that almost made me missed the whole weekend. Oh, because kept, of the weather? Yeah, they said it was it was supposed to be thunderstorms out here, and I got out here in the perfectly blue skies. Oh, yeah, I didn't have a problem coming from Oakland. That's that L.A. stuff. It's the same, it's the same California. You know what I'm trying to act like it's Clearly different. not. Uh, also, so, I love L.A. Yeah, getting you down to L.A., you know, act like that. Okay, so we got five, six generations that come yes. to the lodge. All the time. Tell my, us, tell my us son your favorite. And um and my dad yeah. rode up here on yes. the train. Yeah, my, our, uh, Austin created, brought back the tradition of riding the train. No, so, it wasn't a tradition. No, we his did tradition. one trip. Yeah, yeah their he, tradition. Austin and Daddy yes. have been doing it for since Austin was 17 months, and he's yeah. 22 years old now. Yeah. We did one, one trip. trip. Yeah, we it was too late. We were done. Like you can't go from the cozy car van to the to the train. You can't go from cozy car van airlines, deuce in the corner, <laughs> yeah. walking to four to days, train. however long it yeah. takes on train. It, it was like twenty two hours, days. but it seemed like it was, it forever, was forever, stopping every five minutes. Yeah. But Austin and Daddy love it, so that's their bonding thing. They hang out. They they and this is like when we took the train. The first the way going up, we took a sleeper car. Right. So that was fine. We had our car. They yeah. had their car. We were we kicking it. Oh, we, thought, we had our great. car. We're like, oh, we yeah. got a suite on the train. And then on the way back, we Daddy had Daddy tried to seat. get economical on the way back and be like, we got <laughs> yeah. regular seats on the way back. Oh, don't drop that bomb on us. Yeah. <laughs> and that was another different story to 22 oh, hours. Oh, my God. In a train, like 
And they like Greyhound seats back then. They weren't. They and weren't it comfortable. Just it was all the chaos. You didn't yeah. get to lay out. You didn't get to sleep. You sleep and somebody's looking at you because they right next to people. It was yeah. And that was a wrap busy. for us after that. Yeah, I was like, we never pulled that with Austin, so that's why they can still always travel. So yeah. Austin, all he learned from us, oh, they're not gonna roll without the sleeper car. Yeah. So and and Daddy, you know, he's a proponent of the train. Like he he'd take the train from L.A. to Oakland. I mean, Oakland to L.A. and be excited. And I did it one time, and that train takes. Forever. Right. 12 hours. 12 hours on the train and you are stuck. That's funny. You don't, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't get to, they, you don't get to get out. They also have a whole plan. They look at the menu. They go yeah. on the track. This year they sang happy birthday to him on the train. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just loving the train ride. And you're just looking at nothing for hours. At least <laughs> yeah. when you do the coast of California, at some point you see the water. At some and point. And it's a pretty ride. You're like, oh, that all makes the trip worth oh, it. Oh, no, no. Because it's only at the beginning and the end. Yeah, but I because mean, for in me, the it middle, made it worth it. At least I see water. On the trip to Denver, you just see land and well, hills and mountains and Yeah, valleys. the trip to Oakland from L.A., it's like five hours. We're in the central California going 10 miles an hour, and it looks like Nebraska. Like, I was like, wait, where, where are we? They're like, oh, we're going to be stopped here for 10 minutes in the middle of nowhere, just looking outside. I was like, Pops, what do you do? You should just go up there and talk to people. No, I don't want to. Well, thank God for want. Austin, because Daddy yes. and Austin, they, have, they have the ball. They yes. have the train trip from, they should have had a cameras on the train <laughs> traveling with them, because they had a good time. Right. I wish we were there just rolling. Next time we have to go with them just to roll the adventure, because it's a travel adventure. And then the... Yeah. Grandpa, grandson dynamics. By then we'll have an intern to do that. Right. We'll meet them, right. meet them in Denver. I'm <laughs> still Just flying. Keep rolling. Yeah, keep that's rolling. your job. No, so no, no. what? Well, tell us what, what is your? We'll start with the Denver trips. What was your favorite or fondest Denver trip memory? Um, we went to. We came to Denver every single year. Yeah. For our for our family trips, because Daddy, out of all the six siblings, is the only one that moved outside right. of Denver. Yeah. Because he moved to Oakland with mommy, because mm -hmm. she was. A Navy officer, and she was serving in uh, at Oakno. Yeah. So we always had to come back to Denver to over this summer. Yeah. So all the time we were growing up, Denver was like, okay, we're going to Denver. <laughs> yeah. Now we're leaving Oakland. Fifty percent African American. Yeah. We go to Denver, like one percent. And I promise you, I tell everybody, if you're black in Denver, we're family. Exactly. Everybody black in Denver was our family. Right. From the cousins, the aunties, the uncles, mm -hmm. everybody black in Denver was our family. So I started liking Denver when I started. Getting a little, when I was about a teenager in high school, and I could hang out with my older cousins mm -hmm. who were in college, and mm -hmm. I would hang out with them. Oh, well, they might have been high school, and and I was not in high school yet, right. so I'd hang out with them. So that was fun because right. then I'd hang out with my big cousins. I go spend night at their house. Mm -hmm. We go to picnics and, they were, and events. And they were our cousins out here and, were mostly girl cousins outside of. Gary oh, I didn't and Larry. think about that. Right, yeah. that's true. So mostly on my mom's side, they were mostly boys. Mm -hmm. So I got the sports and adventure yeah. that side. But on the Denver side, we had Vicky and, and you know and Cindy that. and Kim and all of them that I just were my buddies, and yeah. we just they would have so much fun that I got to do stuff that I normally wouldn't do in Oakland because I would have been the older cousin right. there. Right. They were taking me on these adventures, so I had fun trips. Too. So you you became you became my roller. You can go as long as you don't tell them nobody what happened. I, hey, I, I was always Schultz, so I was Schultz the one <laughs> yeah. that was like, I, I see know nothing. nothing, I see nothing on the whole world, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never tell, That's everybody good. knows see, now, you tell me a secret, it ain't, it, it, if you tell it to me and you don't tell anybody else, it it's ain't going to the grave told, with you. Right? I heard that. I'm about yeah. that. That's cool. So yeah, I never was, I'm not right. telling because I'm like, we having fun, why am I going to tell? Well, mess this up. Am I going to mess it up? Well, a couple of my memories, one memory, I don't remember if it was when I had to come back with Pops to go to our cousin's funeral. I was like four or five. Why would that be a fond memory? Because it's not a fond memory. It's a memory. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about the funeral. I'm talking about our pops when we talked about him being economical. 
Oh. We flew into the Denver airport. Pseudo economical. Yeah. He'd be grand in one minute, and all of a sudden he went go scratch. Yeah. And now it'll be frugal. Yeah. Like really? That's that's what it was. One of those. We flew into Denver Denver airport, and uh, we took the bus. And this is summertime, so it was like ninety five degrees. We took the bus, and he said, "Oh yeah." And the bus, I don't remember. Wait, where it you took the bus where? From the airport to Aunt Nan's house. Oh, you mean when you landed? Yeah, it? we okay, landed. Okay, okay. Took the bus from the airport. And Aunt Nan's house was not near the bus stop, but he was like, we could walk. With bags. With bags. Maybe a mile and a half, and I, my eyebrows were sweating. <laughs> I was so mad. This is ridiculous. Well, we're almost there. We're good. I was like, oh, this is this would this would be child torture, right? It would be CPS would have been called. If somebody would have seen that us walk. No, no, I was sweating. Spoiled. No, I was like, not spoiled. No. You, you didn't walk that far that I walked I with them bags. The CPS would have been called. Uh, you weren't there. They would have been, they would have been like, <laughs> you weren't really? there. Your eyebrows weren't sweating. They would have been like, really? <laughs> yeah. This is not a call. This is, I would have called. That's all right. Have a limo drop me off Look the here. house. If I'd have had a cell phone, the police would have took me to our Nan's house. I wouldn't the have been sweating. The police would have took you. I don't know <laughs> if it would have been Nan's house. I would have been sweating. They're like, really, dude? You calling this? We're going to take yeah. you for a little ride. Uh, <laughs> white folks is calling up for less than that. They don't well, get no ride. Well, you're not white. So. No, I'm just saying. But like the black man, let me get a ride to the Nan's house. That one. And then... um. There was another time. You remember when uh, we stayed a couple extra days in at Anand's house over over Christmas when moms and pops left us, and no. we stayed a couple days. And Anand, Anand, Daddy said they got to go to bed by seven thirty, and he was playing, and we were. That's hilarious. And she altitude, made, I probably was ready to go to sleep, so yeah, I don't remember. You, you wasn't. You was in there talking to me. You got a short-term memory. Oh, now, I might and, remember that. And that might remember, have been torture. Do you remember that she made her spaghetti with sugar? Not at all. Oh, my that. God. I was, yes. See, Austin remember. But she, Austin liked that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I wasn't a fan. Because, I, you know, I was used to mama's spaghetti. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? Why does it taste but I put sugar in my spaghetti. I don't want to be See, here I don't no more. <laughs> See, you remember, I was, I don't my taste that. buds were terrorized. I was like, this is not how spaghetti is supposed to taste. <laughs> Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Now, I remember, I do remember like a Christmas in Denver because we got to see snow. Yes. And that was kind of yes. cool to see snow mm -hmm. for Christmas. Um, but now, now we go to Tall to see yeah. snow. But I mean, that was kind of cool. To see it on Christmas trip, Day right? and all that, yeah. And I think, you know, Daddy and Mommy were kind of slick with the Christmas trips. When, they, when we go out of town for Christmas, that would be a good way for us not to get a whole lot of Christmas yes. presents, too. Which yeah, is I didn't think smooth. about that. I got to on that, too. Because wow. you're taking the trip. Yeah. So it's fun. And you're like, you guys get to take two gifts, if <sighs> any. And, I didn't even think about and that. And I remember seeing that. See, I always have these point of references with my birthday. Mm -hmm. So one of my cousins had a phone. Mm -hmm. And it was like a genie phone. Oh, and yeah. I was like, that's what I oh, want you for did my birthday. Say you want that. And mm -hmm. I would always cut this deal. That's all I want for my birthday. Uh -huh. So if I got one of something like the calculator or something, I'm like, I would always get a gift that I'm like, that's all I want. So I right. got that deal. So I yeah. get that gift and that's all I would get. Yeah. But it was like, that was when the big deal when you had your own phone line. Yes. So they gave me my own phone line in the house. Uh -huh. And then they got this genie phone okay. that we got when I was here. Because you saw, it, saw my cousin and had it, right? So That's, I wanted a certain I cover. I didn't think, see. You, so you had your own phone room with the whole number. And I saw a phone here at the cabin. Yeah. I thought it was a real phone. I lifted it up. It's just one of those phones that you no longer see wow. anymore that people used to oh, have yeah. in their house. That's funny. See, you remember the gifts for Christmas. I remember the sugar and the spaghetti. That, see, gifts are my love language, I found well, out. Food is my love so language, So I like to clearly. give gifts, and I like to get gifts. And that's my love language. So now that I know that, I really realize why my point of reference is. Yeah, okay. Well, clearly, my, do they have, is, is food a love language? I, I'm going to say that it is. So food is my love language. Don't it's put got, spaghetti. It may not be don't a love language. It might be something like 
that could be a gift could, to cook yeah. somebody. Yeah, cooking, say it again. cooking yeah. is a gift to someone. You can take your time. That. That's my love language. Don't so, put sugar so in clearly, the like they said, the man's way to a man's heart for it's you. Do stomach. Yeah, stomach. don't play with it. Okay, so and we're up at the cabin now. We're hanging out up here at Lincoln Hills Lodge. What is one of your favorite uh, Lincoln Hills memories? Lodge cabin memories. So my personal memory is being here and having to go to the bathroom at night. In yes. that only way, at the time, there was no running water and there no, yeah. was no bathroom inside. They kept the historic outhouse. Have... And the historic outhouse is still here for those right. troopers that still want to be about that. Are you still works? Are you still going there? You know, outhouse don't No, because you have to have the septic tank. No, thing. it don't have no tank. The outhouse in the cabin is a hole oh, with no. a little in a square box tank. where yeah. the bathroom go down in. No tank, no water, no nothing, mm. no cleaning. It's I ain't just been in there since they the had water. scoop and the bathroom pot, like the for yeah. real outhouse, like 1926 outhouse. Yeah, I remember. They were so like, the 1926 outhouse is still here, and that's what we had to use yeah, back and then. Like, and all I remember going. is I must have been staying... Like, I'm not going to the bathroom until we get down. Because like, I was like, I had to go to the outhouse a couple of, one time because they had to have a flashlight. Yeah, I couldn't hold yeah. So, and, and, I yeah. remember that outhouse member. But then the other part I remember is just climbing. So, last time we came, Daddy wanted to be the oldest yes. person to ever yeah. climb to the top of the mountain. Right. So, I climbed up there with him and our, like, three or four generations mm -hmm. of cousins. And that was fun. Right. To do that. Yeah. And yeah. so that always used to be the fun thing because we'd always climb the mountains and there'd be a pecking order and everybody right. go up and come down and all the big cousins and little cousins. Yeah. So that that was his. Yeah, and I remember I, that that was heck of fun. I, that last time was the last time. <laughs> I got a yeah, like, I'm, I'm good yeah, for a while. He I'm, can I'm be good. the oldest. Yeah, he can, like, he he can keep it. Because they were like, Kenta, you got to come back when you're eight up. Like, nah, he can have that. That's your record. Some records you go on and let him have. Yeah, he can have that. <laughs> I ain't trying to be the hot dog eating champion. Right. And I ain't trying to be the Lincoln Hills top right, of the hill right. champion. Some things I'll just keep as a memory. That was fun. I'll yeah. remember forever. Exactly. We got pictures. Yeah, we exactly. Yeah, and I, I do have pictures. I, I, I remember about the cabin at night just being so dark. Like, you know, growing up in Oakland, we had streetlights. Right, we'd be up here, in the mountains, like, right. Yeah, I'd be like, it is pitch dark, but you can see all the stars. But I was like, when is this? When is the light coming back? Right. And it would, it would just be so dark. You couldn't do nothing but go to sleep. But, and and this is where we found Uncle Johnny's stash of hustler humor. Yeah. Ooh, and remember, yes. that's when we made yes. the trip fun. Because we are like, yes. hey, come yes. here. We were reading the comments. Right. Like, it, was in, it was in this room in right this, here. In yes. the room, reading the yes. hustler humor. Yeah, hustler humor. He had players' magazines, and we would always read yes. the comics in there because they would be hilarious. Yeah. Didn't know what we we're talking about. Yeah, didn't know what they were talking about, but it would be just funny. Yeah, look at that. Well, <laughs> you would just read the comics. I also no, you were peeking too. Yeah, what you talking about? We're like, look at we found. Great between Uncle yeah. Johnny and our Aunt Bernice. Got turned us on to the husband. But Arbonne's literally was cool. She's yeah, like, she like, here, read, read these. Read these. Yeah. Uncle Johnny didn't know we found his dad. And mom didn't even know. They're like, oh, they're in there being fun, laughing and yeah. having fun. We're like, we're going to go back in our room and hang out some more. <laughs> right. They want to have fun. They're not fighting. Come yes. on, kids. What are they going to do in the cabin? Exactly. Exactly. I forgot about, yes, the stash was the stash. That was, yes, that would be great. They'd be like, turn the lights up. Like, no, we want to finish So now Austin got to find a stash because it is no internet up here. You don't have a cell yeah. phone coverage. You you have nothing. You're like peace, quiet. It's a wrap. Yeah, we had to make a phone call. So we had to stand on one leg with a hanger in his one hand <laughs> and not and move. Send us we send yeah. us most signals. We got courier <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> we got courier pigeons. And but I remember we had technical difficulty. Had to call yeah, our boy. We had, had to call, to call Ram. Ram directing us yes. from Colorado, from California yes. in the Rocky Mountains with Austin <laughs> standing on one foot. Yeah, and every wire. time he moved, it would drop. Like, wait, wait, we're not finished talking. But it, 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 it was. But we did it. Thank you, Ram. Shout out to you for 
answering the phone and thank you Austin for being liberal for being enough. ever present and all available yes exactly one of my, one the other favorite memory I had only thing I I put with Lincoln Hills and coming up to the cabin was that was the only place they would let me go skip rocks like we would go down to the creek and I would just skip rocks till till the, the cows came home it was so that was like my whole you mean day skip rocks by yourself because we skip rocks in Emeryville yeah but it wasn't it wasn't it like wasn't the, the creek river. yeah it wasn't like Colorado River right and you know you think you was actually doing something because the river would be running and it'd be shooting past and you skip rocks and it was like that that was like my fondest memory like. That's what I always connect with Lincoln Hills. I'm like, I don't need to walk up the hill. When they told me they closed off the creek like five, six, seven years ago because uh, the billionaire Robert Smith. Uh, it, well, it's it. not a fish close off. He, he bought the land. Yeah. He has it. But then he brings young people up it. there, yeah. and, which is probably safer because yeah. we would cross that creek. And I'm like, this is not the safest way. <laughs> right. But that's when it was publicly owned. Right. When it's privately owned, you don't want any kind of casualties yeah, happening. Litigation. Any, exactly. Right. Somebody decided to hop a fence and they right. don't know it's not safe. Yeah. But then he also bring like Austin went there for the grand opening mm -hmm. of his fly fishing and whatever they have there. Yeah. And so they he brings young um through the boule, young African American, oh, okay. young men of color, to expose them to the Rocky Mountains. Right. Because clearly he knew about it yeah. from growing up in Denver that this was a segregated area and yeah. in, in black and the and African Americans would come up here and have their resorts, have their fun. But every black family in Denver wasn't experiencing right, that. Right, right. So the fact that we our family did it, that's yeah. like common to our family, but it wasn't the common experience yeah, to everybody. Common experience. And so now yeah. even the young kids today, just like in California, may not have experiences going to even San Francisco and experiencing yeah. that, that he's taking, bringing them here so they can actually have those experiences yeah, and exposing them to and it, the it, nature It's funny the that wilderness. you say that because we were so, we were exposed to so much that we both believe was normal. Like it wasn't until, like we were in California, we'd go to Half Moon Bay, go to the ocean and all that. It wasn't until I moved to LA and saw people at UCLA that had never been to the ocean. Yeah. Black people that had never been to the ocean. I'm like, it's, Five miles away. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's amazing. It's people in Oakland that never been to San Francisco, and there were people in San yeah. Francisco who had never been to Oakland. Yeah. It's like, and that's the thing. It's like that exposure does so much to you. Mm -hmm. That's why even going out of the country, like when we went to Haiti on that right. trip with our family, we yeah. were eight or nine. That changed my mindset yeah. about life, and it makes you have. And that's why I'm glad we had our kids travel young too, because right. it gives you a different appreciation. It's a Right, yeah. of the world. It's like you take things for granted. You right. see these people, we went to Fiji and Austin was young and mm -hmm. he said, oh, they're playing soccer with milk cartons and they're the happiest people right. on the planet. Yeah. It's and like it gives you a you perspective. Have. You're like, oh, my internet's not working. I don't have access <laughs> yeah. to Wi-Fi and you complain. It's yeah. like, really? Yeah. Like, they don't have access to, in Ghana, to running water right. in some places. Some and there's families just having a nice time, yeah. just walking around. Yeah. It puts your whole mindset in perspective. Yeah. So even with the children traveling from Oakland and San Francisco, they could just see yeah. over there, they're just like me. So right. there's no reason to be fighting and having fits like we yeah. are all the same, going through the same thing. But you got to be exposed or you just think like the ant movie. Yeah. That little bitty world that that's going on mind. is yeah. all you got to exactly. think about and you can't even see hope and future and see yeah. more yeah, that, to life. That was, that, was, that was funny to me. And like you said, we would come up here all the time. Like I didn't know this was a, a resort until, shoot, 
2002 when right. we came back up and I was like, well, it was our cabin. Well, when we were growing up, I never knew that either. Yeah. It's like the history, as people start telling the history, you find mm -hmm. that out. Yeah. Because you didn't even realize back then that, that Denver was necessarily segregated. Yes, like, exactly. Uh, you knew in South, mommies growing up in Texas, they right. were segregated South. Yeah. They knew. they All their all right. their things were segregated and they knew. But mm -hmm. in Denver, it wasn't that blatant right. of a, it right. wasn't that obvious. It's like yeah. there wasn't just, it wasn't just no signs colors allowed, yeah. white only, it was no signs. But it was subtly, it yeah. was segregated. It was subtly, it, it was subtly and not so subtly. Right. Like even when we went to, remember when we went to Virginia Beach and I think I was like 17, 18 years old to go visit and go to the Virginia Beach party. And I remember the one thing I took from there was we were about to go into a restaurant just to use the bathroom. And they were like, we can't go in there. And they were like, I was like, why? They were like, only, only white folks going. This was the 90s. I'm wow. like, it's the 90s. We can't go in. He was like, well, you can go in there. Wow. I'm not even going there with you. I was like, y'all still have it out here? So it's it's funny because our normal was not so normal in terms of what we were allowed to do and what we were exposed to. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not even that, not too far off from, so Austin loves going to Castro Valley and those yes. areas to eat. Yeah. And I remember those areas were we very, yeah, very, very, not very that we couldn't time. go, but it was like, you, you didn't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. You, it was like that where it was too cool yeah. for African Americans to go. Sammy so Andrew. I still had that same mindset where yeah. I'm like, I you still, you still got to keep an eye out there in Castro. Oh, you see, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you know that because as a child, you just thought, well, no, yeah. no, no, you can still go. No, because no, Castro Valley, uh, Walnut Creek, San, even San Leandro. Well, San Leandro changed a whole lot. They changed a whole lot. That, San Leandro was original. Call the police on yeah. the black man sitting with my dad uh, was waiting for my I swim team. I was in team. the car. So you and dad in the car <laughs> yeah. waiting for me to come back from swim practice with my friends who lived in San Leandro. Yes. Mind you, we lived in Oakland Hills. They called literally the police, three minutes away. And the father of the police, the father was an Oakland PD. Yes. That was the white father of the San Leandro. He called the police on daddy sitting out in front of the mm -hmm. house. Black man with son. Yeah, and it's two crazy black because, guys sitting out in front yeah, of my house. It was an earthquake. And he shook. Everybody came out. I remember looking. And, and that was, was the reason why? Yeah, that's why everybody came out. Y'all was blowing up the they, neighborhood? Yeah, <laughs> blowing up the neighborhood. And just to go sit there and watch. And they came out. And I remember them talking to Daddy outside the car. And I'm still sitting in the car. And they talking to Daddy like, he's not going to come home. And I'm sitting there like, what and, am I going to do? And we roll up. Yeah. Coming from twin practice. But it was, it was it the was, mama. Because right, the father right. was came still out. In the house. No, the father came out. And Pops looked at him and said, hey, man, come tell these folks I'm with y'all. Yeah. And he went back in the house. It was not until the mother came home and was like, what the hell are y'all doing? He was the one to call. Yeah. He was, oh, so he's the one to call? He's the one to call. Oh, snap. That's I did not know that until right now. And that's that's why they had these crazy stories. Because then wow. Daddy was driving around in his bed yes. in Oakland. And he pulls him over and doesn't even realize that's the dad. He's like, man, we really got to stop you see, but then, like this. The, remember, and that was on back that before the internet. That's before yeah. the yeah, back, 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 backyard or barbecue, oh, barbecue and all that. They've been that, yeah. calling on them. Been been, these are my colleagues. I'm on the same You're swim the same team, team with them. They the kids been at my house. I've been at their house. Yeah, I was scared to eat after that. I, they, they come down. You want, you want some uh, artichoke? Uh, no, thank you. And after that, it was Shonda call us when you get to their house. Right. It was that no was more why waiting. I had to go, and that's yes. why I was in the house waiting, eating artichoke. Yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. Was like, that's why you got like, the artichoke. What? You yeah. gonna call the police on my husband? Yeah. yeah. It was oh, great. It was and then funky. I think even it's when like he got pulled movie. over, the man was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna show up at the court date. You'll be fine. And then he showed up at the court date. And daddy's like, Daddy's really like, this dude, dude right here. Yeah. Then they end up being kind of cool after yeah. a while. Because I mean, then it was just like, yeah. Really? 
and you work for Oakland PD. Right. You live in San Leandro. Exactly. And you really have problems with it. Yeah. And what my are you daughters doing? swim together. All although the time. I was one of two black kids on the swim team, but yeah. still. That's, yeah, you you were an aqueduct. The point. Yeah. That was the team, aqueduct. Yeah, San Leandro aqueducts. But yeah. that was fun. And so. Yeah. So, so talking about swimming, you were one of two. Let's talk about continuing to break barriers. The Wimbledon is just wrapped up. Oh, okay. Uh, Serena made it to the finals, lost, but she she. But she make it to the finals. She's yeah. like the Warriors yeah. of tr- tennis. Exactly. It's like, but if you make it to the finals yeah. four, five years in a row. On all of them. Yeah. I mean, you all just go open. anyway. Like, you win, the world, yeah. we just going to go. Yeah, and she got 23, so everybody's waiting for her to get 24 so she can tie the record. And then, she's and then out, she, she gets 25. Rap. She really wants to get 25 if she got the record to yeah. herself. But come on, come on, yeah. give it to her. Stop playing. Well, this girl that she played played her butt off. She, they all gonna play she, her hard. No, she no. raised the bar. This, this this girl, she actually did what people were saying you need to do against Venus. I mean, against Serena. She backed up six feet and she ran like a rat rabbit. She was not letting any ball get past her. So she actually she she deserved the victory. I give her that. So, but this is the part that yeah. I get. See. There's tapes and footage and all that to study, like the mm-hmm. Warriors. You can study them. Yeah. All this footage. But everybody doesn't do it. Yeah, but my point is, there's no footage to study all these other people. Like, Whoa. Oh, no, no. You know, like, so they, they, they can study them in yeah. a way that they got, they, at some point, yes, somebody's yeah, going to be able and, to figure it out. And, yeah, you got Reams and Vita. They played 11 times. The girl has only beat her. This is the, That was only the second time she's ever beaten her. But it was, it was, it's, you know, she's 37. This other girl's been right. 25, And that's 26. the thing about sports. Yeah. You do have a yeah. timeline. No matter how time, good you are, time is there's this, and even how bad you are, Serena's still, pow, yeah. bam, bam. It's like there's still a younger version. Yeah. And that's what was a trip about the one that Coco that's what I was about to say. Venus. Yeah, that's the younger it was, version. It was, it, was, it, was, it was bittersweet, but in the one, it was bitter because it's Venus. We don't yeah. like to see her lose. It was sweet because then it's the next generation that, these, exactly. that the Williams sisters have brought a legacy. Yeah. And they... They're still playing it in the game and have lived through it to see the next generation. Yeah, Where like Arthur Ashe, fifty-one nobody. years, he's the only African American male who's won Wimbledon. Right. Yeah. And, they, and they've years. had a couple that have tried it, but they haven't. But they haven't won. They haven't won so a there's match. no. So but yeah. they've seen That's a legacy true. that they brought through, yeah. and they brought gotten people paid equal generation. money. Yep. They got the soccer team talking about, yeah. hey, give us our equal money. Right. People, it's like they started a whole yeah. revolution. And, and that was the, a legacy. Co- Coco Golf was the fifteen-year-old girl who. Grew up watching Venus and Serena. She and, and then saying. played Venus in the first round and beat her and was so she was so overwhelmed with emotion that she literally cried after beating her because that's like well they all hero. cry after beating them. That's yeah. like the one to be but Serena. that's I mean she but cried. it's like because it's like that's got to be yeah, you no, never no. imagine but, uh, your hero yeah. playing your hero and then beating and then your beating hero them. like you might see yourself playing them but you're like I wouldn't know what that would feel yeah. like to beat. But she said something that was amazing and it was kind of like. The same mindset that Richard Williams instilled into Venus and Serena. She said, I came here to win the whole tournament. She said, I didn't come here. I knew I was playing Venus in the first round, but if I would have just focused on, I just want to beat Venus, then I would have lost my second round. And she came back in her second round and was down in the second set, three match points, and came back and won, beat that second round uh, woman in three sets. Um, But the mindset of, that's my hero. But I want to win this whole thing like they want to win the whole thing. And and it, it was like, and and seeing her parents in the box, she has a mother and a father, and the excitement. And the father coaches are just like. the father like, coaches just yeah, like that. And, like but the it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, I, the confidence that they're getting from 
your father saying you can you can do this right you can do this and and them taking it and being like yeah i can do this because she was nowhere on the world tennis radar but now they everybody's talking about it she said her, she said her uh beyonce knows moms uh followed her on twitter and right. she gave her a shout out so now she's a celebrity, but now it's the it's the passing of the torch, as you say. But just like this, there's no other feeling than having a, a for a woman, just from my understanding, to have your dad believe exactly. in you. Because my dad even believing me in business just sets me off. Mm -hmm. He's like, Shonda, I yeah. see yeah. three hundred million dollars. I was like, Oh yeah. wow, I see too. Yeah, I was like, Well, you know, three hundred thousand, two fifty, mm -hmm. three. I'm like, just to, I did. It's like you saying that just brings it. There is amazing connection exactly. to have your dad tell a young woman that I can see that mm -hmm. in you, their daughter. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it is empowering. That's why Beyonce was managed by her dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like when you think about Joe Jackson, Joe Jackson. Janet yep. Jackson. I yep. mean, it's just like the daddy-daughter combo is yep. so powerful. Um, just like now, Tyler is trying to yeah, do so what you do say, yeah. because, you know, you just don't realize the seeds that you plant in right. a young person and the dad's influence on a daughter. You right. know, they don't realize, no one really necessarily looks at how powerful the dad is to the daughter. Right. Just like the mom is with the son as far as yeah. bringing him into his manhood in a way that's, that, that's, that's not, the dynamics. Like yeah, it's, the yin, it's, like, it's like the yin and yeah. yang kind of thing. Yeah. It gives you a different level of balance. But speaking of heroes, what was it like to... Work with your with I would assume Denzel Washington oh, could man. be your hero. And <laughs> yes. You were in his first directorial yes. debut. Antoine I Fisher. came to see that, but I never thought about what that feels like to be audition cast and then work with your hero. That was still hands down, no matter what I did before and after that. One of the greatest moments in terms of the whole process, um, because rewind before that, I you know I was a fan of the White Shadow growing up. And I was up for a, a role on a TV series against, I mean, opposite Essence Atkins. And I'm there at the callback for the <laughs> for the studio. And Thomas Nelson walks in. Now, folks don't know who that is. That's Haywood from The White Shadow. Oh. And I was so thrown to see Haywood in person. You did it the was, Cindy Brady Froze Yes. Oh. It was the worst audition ever. But so... So when that's I, what the tennis people can't do. Yeah, they play Venus exactly. That's right. what you okay, can't do. Can't so lose that moment. So, but I I took that moment and said it's never going to happen again. So when I went into the audition, first of all, it was me, my buddy Russell Hornsby from Oakland, uh, dynamic actor. You know, he's doing his thing right now. And cousin, family. cousin, family raised him, uh, and my boy Leonard Howes, who I just met that day. Wait, uh, this is for Denzel. This is for Denzel uh -huh. the audition, and I said I got to do something so that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not up in there cheesing up again because I don't want to cheese up in front of Denzel. So I walked up to Denzel uh, as he, you know, comes in and shakes everybody's hand. I said, believe me, fan of yours. Just want to say that so that I can do what I do, what I can come to do and show you that I'm a good actor. And he was like, oh, yeah, man, that's cool. Appreciate that. Thank you. And for two hours after that, like Russell came in and he was like, we just want y'all to bag against each other. We just want you to roast each other. Um, so. I had, and that ended up, ended up being the fight scene in the movie. Yeah, that ended up being the, the, the lead fight, scene. Right. Yeah, that right. ended up being the lead scene because we we didn't have, they the script wasn't written yet, so we didn't have lines together. Right. So he's like, I want to see the camaraderie, and I didn't understand that at the time. I just like, oh, he wants to see me bad. I could do that. I could roast anybody. So we roast each other. Russell leaves because Russell wasn't good at roasting and thinking on his feet at in terms of. Bagging on someone. Well, it's probably hard too because, like, you guys grew up together. You're like, yeah. at some point, Palmer, you go, like, This is my boy. How am I going right. to kill him? Right. Yeah. And Russell had had a moment before that because 
as we're waiting in the in the waiting room, Pam Greer comes oh. audition because every celebrity stars and starlets or whatever audition for this movie. Right. So Pam Greer comes and Russell is like, <laughs> Russell yeah, said, yeah, Russell's like, man, uh, I'm gonna ask her out. And she come out there, that's Pam Greer. I said, I know it's Pam Greer. She's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna ask her out. They said, okay, I'm gonna see you do it. <laughs> so she comes out. And I was like, Russell, you better holler. You just go your chance. And he's like, yeah, Pam, uh, I want to take, you know, we'll see if you'd like to go out sometime. And we didn't know Pam was a go-getter like that. Right. Pam said, hey, it's a bar right across the street. As soon as you finish, we can go over there to Happy Hour. What you want to do? Mm -hmm. And Russell said, uh, 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 uh. We speak, well, I'm a, uh, Pam Greer and her cousin Gary, yeah. the oldest cousin in our family, mm -hmm. grew up together. They're yeah. like buddies. Yeah. They all grew up in Denver. In Denver, yeah. How funny is that? That's so funny. you better not try to get it big. No, She'll no, like, what? Dude. <laughs> Come yeah. on. So, yeah, I love that she still has that. Yeah, she had that. Like, and, it's Pam Yeah, and I was like, it's like she's like the Halle Berry of forever. Yeah, because yeah. it was the moment where Russell was going to be the man if he would have went. But <laughs> nobody expected Pam Greer to be like, yeah, we can go anytime. We thought he was going to be like, First get of out of here. You're like 20, 30 exactly, years younger. Somebody trying to get at you, now you know. Yeah. You somebody trying to get somebody 20. Yeah, 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 you kind of like that. Pam was like, let's go. We go right across the street and have a drink. He was like, uh, well, uh, I, 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 my, I thought you was just going to be, I thought I was <laughs> yeah. going to be joking. So anyway, it was cool to work with Denzel. Yeah, that was, was an amazing experience. That was an amazing experience. But in terms of the whole list, because after that, we went to, after we got cast, we made, we went, we learned, we were together on 9-11. Right. The cast was together on 9-11. Denzel wasn't there. Denzel wasn't there. No, but the cast was together. So that bonded us. And then we went up to San Diego for five weeks. Worked a week and a half, but spread out over five right. weeks. So we hung out with Denzel. You guys came up there to the to the set. Yeah, we got to meet him. But just seeing like his, his we kid. drove. We drove on Oakland. Yeah, we serious about coming. <laughs> I was not playing. Y'all, you we were Denzel directed. <laughs> yeah, we could come. Oh, we drive. Yeah, yeah. we drove. I think I did. We did a turnaround. I, I think yeah, I think we stayed the night. Overnight. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's like it was a weekend. Eight hours. Yeah. from I didn't even think about that because I'm thinking Oakland. of yeah. from L L A. is only like two hours. Right. Yeah, yeah I wasn't playing. We wasn't playing. But I still remember that. To see the level, like his, he was so focused. And he, yeah, his focus, like when he's in a scene or directing, nothing, like everything around him disappears. Right. But when he's not, he's just he used to be like, man, I chew. Yeah, he'd be like, I chew this gun way too hard. I was like, yeah, but like you gonna bite your tongue. Right. But he would, he was self-deprecating and very cool. But that was. But those like are moments that everybody doesn't get. Yeah. So my moment is going to be when we have uh, Michelle Obama on the show. I that's going to be your next moment. That's going to be my next moment. But uh -huh. I mean, in the interview. Right. Because that's still oh, my interview. Oh, yeah. Although yeah. I've engaged with them and been mm -hmm. involved. I mean, those moments, it's like, that would be my moment. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. You know, I guess since Vanessa Williams was the first... Uh, Miss, America, Miss America and Black everybody American when I was younger used to say you look like Vanessa Williams yeah. like Vanessa Williams uh -huh. I still have this fondness bond with Vanessa Williams oh, even though okay. I don't get her as much anymore I get more like um, Beyonce or Ty right. or something like uh -huh. sister or but I would Vanessa on the show Vanessa's would be kind of cool a differently than you well I'm not going to say that I'm just saying it's <laughs> kind of it. cool though yeah. that I still have this like Vanessa Williams oh, okay. in, in her legacy her. Uh -huh. of I never wanted to go the beauty pageant route right. but that she made that moment yeah. and you were and a model, her, and then a model. She, but I yeah. do appreciate the way she made her legacy and, and now in full circle she's done all these great things right so. But I guess, you know, some of my heroes are like Carol H. Williams and being able yes. to work with her because mm -hmm. mine are more on the business yeah, side of things. And so it's like to ha and be under her mentorship yeah. and like to see her genius happen. But I really think it's the moment when you collaborate on mm. something and you're more like no longer mentor protege, but you're more like 
pure yeah. and you're working yeah. together. Right, so there's right. like Venus and Coco were actually on the same field playing. Right, right. And that was what the part yeah. that I think. And you were acting yeah. in the movie with Denzel. Like, you know what I mean? So you're like, almost like so, you said. Right. On the same so you plane. become, you still mentor mentee but then you're now in working this collaboration to working together yeah. and that's a powerful thing so like right. working like since the obamas are now into film and production yeah. like for us to be able to be partnering them in a film production yeah. would be amazing mm -hmm. kind of thing i'm putting out in the universe because then that's a different kind of partnering right versus you yeah. know it being that's true that's yeah, true so yeah. that part and, uh, and you got to be ready for that moment and you got to not get into the get, get star start yeah starstruck yeah. you gotta be that okay happens. with like yeah. we're all spirits in yeah. the same universe. And we're all working towards the same right. thing. Yeah. But that's it's, it's true because that's why I try to tell Tyler and Austin. Like, they be like, the only person, yeah, our kids, I told them, they be like, you, I want to get some such autograph. Like, he's just, I'm not getting an autograph. Why? Because he's acting Austin, Austin gets that. But, but I was saying it to Tyler because I wanted her to see them as just people so you can approach them. Like, right. the only person I, uh, I and, got for her was The Rock. Right. Because I didn't know when he'd be in the same zone again at that time so i mean a area you know in terms of approaching him without right. guards and stuff around but other than that I was like you can go say hi to him like right. kelly Rowland. she's she she better she's like i mean she wasn't but then, nice. but then but it's so funny because kanye was her moment when yeah. we got her the video yeah. kanye oh for her God. birthday and she yeah. was just like like we're just going to ask him he's yeah. like oh yeah she's yeah. like yeah and they both cheese yeah the and picture. she was standing there, go yeah. ask him for they picture. were both yeah. cheese and i'm like can she take a picture with just her birthday he's like yeah, yeah. and she's like yeah. he said you got yeah. to grab these like, moments. He smiled. And he smiled. He never and, smiles. And that was such a big deal. I never knew how big a deal either. that was. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so we're at the cabin. That's we're at cool. the cabin. We are wrapping up another episode. But before we do, if you heard the theme song at the beginning of our What Sibling Rivalry podcast, that comes from our sitcom that we wrote. We filmed the trailer. We have uh, strong people in Hollywood interested in it. But that song was written by Academy Award nominee and our good friend and cousin, and the family, Tara Stinson. Tara Stinson. We have to give her a shout mm -hmm. out, and I love it. Yeah. And they just hear a snippet of it, but yeah. I just love the beat, and it all goes in it. And when they, when, when sitcom picked up and launched, yes. they'll hear the whole soon, version. Soon. So we're just giving you teasers so you plant seeds yeah. and you'll hear it, and that'll be in your mind, and yeah. it's subliminal. And, yeah. and so and Obama's, like Shonda said, y'all in movies and films. We got movies and films. Yes, they're on podcasts. And you could be on the podcast with her right here. Not on they this on bench, our podcast. Yes. We're on their podcast. Exactly. It's a collaboration. Bond, there you go. It's all about love and family. It's all for us. about love. So thank y'all, Austin. Thank you for being behind the camera, putting in your two cents all the time. Appreciate you. Let them know where they can find you on, on social media. Find me on Instagram at Austin Carrington Scott and Twitter at PV Scotty, i.e. not a Y. All right, Shonda, let them know where they can and find you. And on Instagram, I'm Shonda Scott 360 Worldwide. And on Twitter, I'm Shonda Scott 360. The whole completion. Okay, all right. You don't have to put the whole completion in there, do you? No, but okay. 360. 360. And I'm on everything, Contagious on everything, K-E-N-T-E-G-I-O-U-S -E on everything. Uh, Kente Scott in Google. I will be the only one to come up. Follow our podcast on What Sibling Rivalry on Instagram, on Facebook, Facebook fan page, Twitter, Twitter, and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to subscribe. our Apple iTunes. Subscribe. 
leave a review on our next show. We we will promise to uh, read one of the reviews. Right. Get some shout We got to read reviews. Yes, we're going to read We've been getting some good ones. We've been getting some good ones. We appreciate y'all. and stars. We need all that. And if you want to leave your real name in the review, we're not going to say nothing about it. So we can give you a real name and shout out. I like the shout out. You like the, you like, okay, we will. Okay, we're not going to, don't do your real name. We're going to do the shout out with your, uh, your, uh, what is it? Your Instagram logo, whatever your podcast name is. So we appreciate that. Your username, that's what I was going for. We appreciate you checking in. We're about to check out from Lincoln Hills and walk down these 5,000. No, we're not. We're going to take the car down the hill because I'm not running nowhere. I'm not even going to walk out of here. So It's all about love. I was and about that's to a wrap. That. It's all about love, and that's a wrap. We stay.